The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting week of the PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asaz here with my co-host and high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week, man? I'm doing great, Nebby. You know, we're on video, right? And it's hot outside. But people can't see this beard I got going, man. You know, it's like kind of like Big Star. You know, my guy yeah. Big Star over at Raw Sports. You know, yeah. you see how he always rocks the beard. So if he hears this, I'm going to tell him to go check it out. Michael Starling, Raw Sports. I'm giving you a shout out real quick, man. I'm trying to grow that beard out like you, man. So <laughs> I like a yeah. caveman, right, Nebby? Yeah, you looking like a caveman. I try to keep mine low no and grown. <laughs> yeah. No, no save July. Well, you know, if I was in the office and stuff, like you every day, I'd have it, I'd have it neat and stuff, man. Listen, football year round, it's July, and we've said that all year. It's starting to heat up in terms of getting towards football again. We got media day coming up for the mid pin. Just a couple of weeks, August the 3rd at Cumberland Valley High School. Um, we've had a lot of big news coming, you know, a lot of guys getting offers. Uh, Phil Bichotti out at Penn Ridge, uh, Penn Trafford just uh, committed to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a lot of a lot of big stuff happening statewide. A lot of guys are choosing up and figuring out where they're going to go. And this week, we got a great story, man, Nebby. You ready for this, man? Absolutely. You, you talk about guys who are racking up offers, and, you know, we have a very special big guest on here with us today. Along with his mother, someone who's probably even bigger, and the reason, a big reason as to why he plays football. You can go ahead and introduce him, Brian. We got Star Wright, that's the mom, and Keon uh, Wright uh, from Sheltonham. And uh, I got to tell you, Star, you're the first mom we've ever had on the PA High School Football Report. Really? Hopefully, yeah. that won't be the last. But you're a baller, right? Listen, so we guys, we we decided to have we had to have him on the podcast because you guys are, are are getting the star treatment here the last couple of weeks. Literally, star stars getting the star <laughs> treatment. You got news stations and and everybody on the and you guys because you have a unique situation. Very yeah. unique. Very mom's unique. a football player. Mom's a coach. Keon's one of the best pass rushing defensive ends in the state. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. I covered. Uh, in Daytona Beach, we had a women's professional football team, semi-pro football team, the okay. Wave Run, and I covered them a couple games. Okay, and it was awesome. Yeah, you, you know, Nebby, you think the guys go after it? Yeah, some of, some of these women professional man, they go after it, man. Yeah, I was watching some clips. Uh, Miss Miss Wright right here probably give me a run for my money. <laughs> so uh, this is an interesting dynamic. I mean, first of all, not a ton of women coaches, right? Defensive line coaches, I used to love when I covered college football going out because the defensive line coaches were the craziest ones of all. That's still true. <laughs> so how did this just how did this come to be, Star? How did you uh, what got you into playing football? And how did you get to be the defensive line coach here at Sheltonham? Um, I've been playing football for going on 14 years. I started when Keon was about six, five or six. Um and it was just, it it happened by chance. Like I was at one of his flag football games and I've always been an athlete. I was a three sport athlete through college. And the coach noticed that I had, I was one of those moms on the sideline that wasn't sitting in a chair. I was running up and down the sideline a lot. So he's like, you ever thought about playing football? And I'm like, 
uh, no. He's like, well, you know, we have a women's team in the city. Um, you should try out. And I was like, when's tryout? He was like, tomorrow. I was like, okay. I, I went and I literally have been playing football ever since. Like, literally. I, I have not had an off season yet. Mm. That is a long football career. I mean, it like, is. football's a physical, physical sport. I mean, like, you know, what keeps you going? Uh, I play through injuries. I'm injured all the time. <laughs> um, I'm a linebacker, so injuries come easy to me. Um, I feel like you get injured more doing the hitting than you do um, getting hit. Uh, so, I mean, it's just the love of the game. Like, it's really hard to walk away from it. Every time I try to walk away from it, it's like, nope, one more season. Nope, I didn't do what I wanted to do this season. I'm going to give it another go for next season. So, you know, I have my own personal goals through football that I'm looking to accomplish as a player, as a coach, as a mentor, um, as a woman athlete. And until I accomplish all my goals, I'll probably just still be playing. I still feel like I'm in really good shape, even at my age. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I, I just feel like I have a lot more left in the tank. Miss Wright, you mentioned that you were a three sport athlete in college. First and foremost, if you don't mind me asking, what school did you go to? So I went to a couple. I went to a couple schools: um, Cleveland State, Ohio State, University of Penn. They were the three main schools. I my first sport was swimming. Um, I ran track and I played basketball. Okay. So I swam for seventeen years before, like that was my my primary sport for a really long time. Yeah, not to get off topic. Um, I actually started working at Penn Live last year, and I covered a lot of swimming um throughout the year and learned a lot about swimming and didn't realize how interesting of a sport it was. It's very similar to track and field. Um, nonetheless, my next question for you was going to be: Did you grow up with any brothers or anything like that? I know, like oftentimes, women who do favor football take after their fathers, or you know, grew up looking up to their brothers and you know them kind of roughing them up. What kind of got you started? Um, I come from a very non-athletic family. The only sport that my family, like my cousins and stuff played was only thing we did was swim. My grandfather was a really avid swimmer and big in swimming. So it was like 10 of us and all we did was swim. We swam before school. We swam after school, literally year after year after year after year. And that was, there was no football players in my family. Uh, my family actually has more females than males. Um, so, you know, it's just, just a bunch of working adults, no athletes. So, right. um, it was just a chance. Come try yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, even my, my other family members that swam, they never pursued another sport. Um, so it was just like me, just like the only athlete in the family for a very long time. So, uh, Keon, I'm sure it's no coincidence that mom is a veteran football player and you turn out to be one of the best pass rushers in the state, man. What's it like growing up with a mom who's, who's a football player like that? And, you know, how, how, did it, uh, how did it impact you and affect you to get you to where you are now and, and make you the player you are? It was always inspiring. It was always inspiring to go to her games and watch her dominate on offense and defense in her sport and in her league. So I just will always try to – we will always battle each other and see who can have a better season. So it would be her season, then my season will come a couple months after that and see – who had the most tackles, who had the most sacks, who had the most touchdowns, like stuff like that. So we always battled and was very competitive with each other when it comes to When When did that uh, competition really start with you guys? Um, Probably back in Little League. 
<laughs> probably back in Little League when I was like, I started getting serious with football again. I started when I was five. I played flag. And then I stopped playing until I was 10. And then when I came back playing football, it was helmets and shoulder pads. And that's when I started taking it serious. So probably around 10, 11. So what is it like having your mom be your position coach at high school? This might be the only situation like this in, in America. There is no, you're not going to find no other situation like this. I promise. I promise this is the most unique. This like, you're never going to find nothing like this. This is, this is a once and this is a one time thing. Not going to find this. So what's it like? Yeah, for sure. It, it's just, <laughs> one these, you want of these crazy defensive line coaches? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Whatever, what you see is what you get. Like if you see, like, it's a clip on Twitter with her yelling, yelling at us. Um, like, so she's exactly what you think of a crazy defensive line coach. That's exactly how she is. She's very energetic, very loud. She exactly what you think she is. Mom smiling. He's like, don't say too much here. Don't say too much. <laughs> Nebby, I'm telling you, man. I used to cover those South Carolina State Bulldogs, man. Yeah. And, and, and you go down and go around to all the positions. Because Buddy Pugh would let me walk through practice. Mm-hmm. We had a great relationship. All the position position groups, you get down to the defensive line, craziness, insanity. It's funny you mentioned that, Brian, because I wanted to get back to Miss um, Miss Wright real fast. I mean, sure, it's, it's often that you hear that dads are out there on the sidelines coaching their sons and things of that sort, but I've never heard of a mother being, you know, on the coaching staff. What has that transition been like for you? You know, I, all the time I go out to these sporting events, I see moms sitting on their foldable chairs. Uh-uh, put my baby in the game, do this, do that. But, you know, you're actually there on the staff, on the sidelines. From a mother's perspective, what is that experience like for you? Well, I've been coaching him since Pop Warner. So we won two national championships together with the North Philly Aztecs. I was on coaching staff for that. Um, so I've been coaching for a, a while as well. Um, so the transition from coaching little league or into high school, it, it's very, it was a smooth transition. Our head coach, Troy Gore, he was actually my head coach for the Philadelphia Phantoms, the team I play for um, during the COVID year. And unfortunately we weren't able to play that year. So it took a toll on his schedule as well. So he wasn't able to come back and coach, but that's kind of how I got into coaching with him at Sheltonham. Uh, my first year at Sheltonham, Keon didn't go to the school. So he was at Northeast high school. Um, but I literally was at games and like sneaking on my phone to watch Keon game games and at timeouts and half times. I'm like, okay, what's North, what's Northeast got going on? Like, so that was hard. So now that he's able to, I'm able to coach him and he's right there and I'm able to, you know, continue to follow his high school journey, like on the sideline, on his sideline. It's, I couldn't ask for a better experience. So I'm excited about what's about to happen for the, his last year in high school. So Troy took over Sheltonham last year. Correct. Right. And that's, he brought you on when he came, came on. Correct. Yeah. And then Keon just transferred in. Yeah. We ended up moving into Sheltonham and um, that was the, the neighborhood school. And so he, he came over. It was a little struggle. He didn't want to leave his friends and, you know, Northeast runs a good program. So he didn't want to leave that. He did so well at Northeast, um, but you know he he wanted to to coach under me. He wanted he wanted me to be his coach for his last year in high school, and I respected that. Um, so we're making it happen. You are 
a lot of good pass rushers that come through Northeast. Were you one of the guys you get to work with Deion Barnes and stuff when he was around and stuff like that? Yeah, I was working with Deion since I was in like sixth grade before I even hit high school. That was my D-line trainer for a long, long time. I know Ken Talley and you've got a, you guys had a bunch of guys down there that had a good little group of pass rushers and stuff. What's, what's that been like and what's that competition been like, man? And I mean, there, there's got to be a reason why you guys keep turning out really good defensive end prospects. I feel like we had the best de- defensive line coach. We definitely had the best defensive line coach. Um, we had the best defensive line. Like for like the past three to four years when I was at Northeast, it was always you got the Elijah Judys, the Ken Tileys, me, Ronell Nuka. Like it was just always, it was always somebody that's coming out. It was somebody who was getting offers. It was somebody who was breaking sack records and all that when it comes to Northeast defensive line. So when you think of Northeast, you think of D- the D line. So we, it was a definitely like a legacy when it comes to the D-line. Now you guys got some guys at Sheltonham now. I'm looking at the roster now, and I know you had a running back uh, transfer in from um, Hamilton. Um, and you got a couple other guys, uh, Corey, Watt, uh, Corey and Cam. I know yep. Cam, mm-hmm. Cam from Price Corey, right? Yes, yep. Corey. Corey Wyatt. And uh, I think that's how I know I'm getting old. I'm starting to mix names up. I'm only 39, but, <sighs> but um, you know, how you guys feeling about this team this year and stuff, man? I don't see, to be honest, and I wouldn't even lie, I don't see us losing. With our schedule and with our team, we have the talent. I feel like we have, if we go by our roster, we have the best team. If it's just off roster, we just have to bring it together and get chemistry as a team. That's all it is. It's just about chemistry. As you always hear about the teams who have a lot of talent but don't win because they don't have chemistry. So that's what we're working on right now, just becoming brothers and building our chemistry so that we can win every Friday night game. Brian, Star, Keon, this is all great conversation, but we'll be back with more after a word from our sponsor. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. And we're back, Brian. Um, Keon, you and, and Miss Wright both mentioned that uh, you transferred into Shelton from Northeastern. I wanted to ask you, what was that transition like? Because, you know, Brian kind of touched on the point I was going to touch on. You played with some very good defensive um, linemen at uh, Northeast and Ken Talley's and things of that sort. But what has that adjustment been like for you moving into a new neighborhood, new area and a new school? It was it was I wouldn't say it was ever hard. It just was new. This was new. You got to remember, like, I've, like, the last three, four years, all I've known was Northeast. All I've known was that locker room, that field, those people that I was playing with, those coaches. That's all I've really known for the last three to four years. I was working out with Northeast since I was in eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade and I was still in middle school, after school, I would go to the workouts and practice with them, and I wasn't even in high school. So that's all I've known was Northeast. So it was just new, but it helped because. I was familiar with a few people on Shellingham, a few of the players. I was familiar with a few of the players. Um, Troy Gore coached at Northeast. So, um, and a lot of the coaching staff at Shellingham coached at Northeast my freshman year. So it was a little bit, I was familiar with that. So it wasn't too hard, but it just was, it just was new for me because all I've known was ever being Northeast Viking is all I've known. Like Brian and I talk about a lot in this podcast, football is year-round, and obviously it's still the off-season and things of that sort. Do you still work out with some of those guys you went to school with and like Kentally? I know we've had other guys come on this podcast, like a Jossier Whittington. We talk about guys like Keon Wiley all the time. 
what's that dynamic been like in the offseason workouts for you? Yeah, I work I work out I work out with Ken a lot. I just actually worked out with Ken yesterday. He had Ken made down. I worked out with Ken yesterday. Um yeah, a lot of D line a lot of D linemen in the city work out together. It's it it'd be very competitive. You know, we play each other during the regular season. Like we played Northeast the um week one this year. We played Northeast at Northeast. So but a couple of them guys still my brothers at the end of the day, outside of football. But, you know, we all competitive. We all had them competitive spirits. So it's always a lot of arguing going on. A lot. Star, was that your first varsity experience when Troy brought you on? Um, yeah. Yep. First varsity experience. Even when Keon was at Northeast, though, I was like on the sideline at every game, putting my two cents in, talking to the D-line coach, um, you know, getting him right every time he got off the field. If I thought he did something wrong or if he could do something better, I was sneaking going to tell him. So um, I, I'd like to think that I was still his coach even throughout those years that I wasn't technically on the coaching staff. We are we're starting to see more women coaches. Oh, yeah. And in, in what, what was it like for you to get that first? You've been on the sidelines. But what was it like to get that first coaching title and position? And what's it been like coaching a bunch of? 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old boys? Um, they're like all my sons. They all call me mom outside of the field. Uh, most of them come over here to the house. And, um, you know, it's just, they're just regular teenage boys. Um, getting, you know, the first technical coaching job in uh, high school, it was, uh, it was challenging at first only because of my schedule. I wanted to make sure that I could really dedicate the time that needs to be dedicated to a high to high school sports. And I know it's very tedious and I'm a very busy woman outside of Shellham football. I do my own thing with football as well. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that I could dedicate that time. Coach Troy really worked hard on um, allowing me to feel comfortable with uh, if I ever needed to come in late or I couldn't make a practice. He kind of like guided me into how to maintain that um, coaching uh, atmosphere with my kids. So we never missed a beat. Even if I weren't there, some practices, um, we were still communicating. So, I mean, I do have a lot of friends that coach in the NFL, female friends. Uh, most of the women coaches in the NFL are my friends. And um, even Division One, my best friend coaches, Division One um, football right now, so um, I'm very familiar with the women in coaching role and uh, just coaching at the even coaching at the next level. I've actually turned down some opportunities because I know that time strength that it it requires, and I want to be here for my son. I can't fly all the way out to Minnesota and put all my time out there if I have two athletes because my daughter plays basketball that I need to make sure that I'm here and around for. So um, my time will come when, when it's time. Yeah, we have uh, Lori Locust from right here in Harrisburg. Yeah, who's that's my friend. With the that's my friend. She was, she was with Susquehanna Township. Yeah. Not- that's my friend. I talk to Lori all the time. Um, she was down here not too long ago uh, doing some temple stuff. Um, she supports me and everything that I do, and I support her. She's a really, really uh, dope woman and, and great inspiration, and she's a she's a motivating factor in my life. Uh, I want to backtrack real fast while I'm still on that thought. 
Um, you mentioned that um, some of the biggest uh, adaptation and adjustment for you in this process of coaching has been like schedule com- scheduling conflict in your extracurricular activities, being as though you're an athlete yourself and you work. But in what other ways? I mean, jumping to becoming a varsity head coach or, or having a varsity coaching position whatsoever isn't an easy adjustment. I know you mentioned you were always on the sidelines with Keon growing up and, you know, coaching him and his teammates. But in what other ways or what other challenges were you faced with initially? Because that's not an easy, uh, easy thing to get uh, adapted to. I mean, outside of time constraints, I think it's just the fact getting all these men and boys used to a woman on the coaching staff um, and just trying to get them to respect me and my knowledge of the game. So. That was actually, it was challenging in like in the very beginning, but it didn't take long for them to find out who Starright was and to realize that I have the credentials and I have the experience and the knowledge to do what they're doing. So um, from the players to the coaches, I get 100 percent respect all across the board. It's uh, you know, I think it's just if you know the game, you know the game. And if you pay attention, you learn the game. You learn the game. You know, if you look outside of football and other sports, some of the best athletes, some of the best players, some of the worst coaches. And, 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 and you know, and then you got guys who never played football before who were amazing coaches through history. So, I mean, it can be done. Yeah. And I think, I think you're starting to see with the Lori Locuses of the world and you, and you're starting to see more people like it. And here we are. And, you know, before we get to kind of where I want to go with this, I wanted to say, you know, Keon is – a big time football recruit. Keon, how is recruiting going, man? And what's that been like? And mom, what's that like? Mom's, mom, you guys won't be able to see it. Mom's making a face right now, but it's an exciting face. You know, what, what's this whole recruiting process been like? And where are you at with that, man? It's stressful. It's very, it's very stressful. You know, I have, um, I have 24 D1 scholarship offers right now. So I have to really like narrow it down and go over with her and my family and see where I'm going to spend the next four years of my life. Because the decision that I make with the whole college situation is going to determine how the next four to eight years of my life goes up because it's still the next level after college. So it's a real big decision. I got to be very wise with it. I have 20 of them. Definitely, but it's exciting too, right? And mom, I see the smile on your face. It's stressful. It's got to be like a super proud thing. Yeah, I'm very proud of my son. He's, he's such an amazing human being um, first outside of even being an amazing athlete. Um, it's a very difficult decision. Um, I mean, school, every school offers something different, and it's really like, what, where does he see him? This this decision is ultimately his. I have no, like, this is, this is his decision. He's of age where he can make that decision. Of course, I'll sprinkle my little mom two cents in, but at the end of the day, it's his decision where he feels most comfortable where he'll be able to play right away, if not as soon as possible. Um, that And, you know, how comfortable it is at, at this school, the academic. So there's a lot of things that, that, you know, plays a part of the decision. We've narrowed some things down and, um, you know, we're not, we're not into making really quick, rash decisions. I, I, I know this is the time of, uh, you know, recruits have been committing like wildfires this past week or two. Um, and we're not we're not in a rush. Um, schools that love them love them, and um, and they respect that we're we're not going to rush our decision. And that's so that's where we're at. I know you said it's his pick, but you know a lot of moms they like they like them to stay close. I mean, if you, no. does it matter to you? 
I don't want them to stay close. I want him to get a, a good feel for a different environment. I want him to go somewhere totally different from this area. Um, I, I would like for him to just experience some new stuff. And I actually want him as far away here, far away from here as possible. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard raising a, a young black teenager in this area. And um, we want him to be safe and we want him to experience something new. Let's talk about it for one second. We had Ken Talley on here. We had other kids on here. And I'll tell you what opened my eyes. Again, I'm from South Carolina and I was in Daytona Beach. One of the reasons I came to Harrisburg is because I came here and I talked to some of the kids, met some of the kids and, and just saw the stories that we could tell. Some of the things kids were overcome, overcoming. And before I got sick, I was actually coming. I came to Philly um, to a Stop the Violence rally in Teton Church with Lonnie Rice had. You guys might remember Lonnie Rice hosted a big one, and him and a couple of the players mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And I came and filmed a commitment video with Taki Smith. We did his commitment video. And he drove me through West Philly. And I'm not going to lie. Some people call me like, hey, what are you doing? I told him where I was. It was like, dude, you know where you're at right now? Right. And. And Taki, I did because Taki was telling me, he's like, man, listen, it's different out here. He's like, you go to practice, you come home. You're a mom raising a brilliant young man in that environment. And what I've seen is there's a lot of brilliant young men and women in that environment who are overcoming tremendous things they shouldn't have to overcome and have to worry about, right? And I just always think about what could life be like for those kids if we could get this straight. But what's it been like as a mother? There's been a lot of tragedy in Philadelphia, and you got a young son who's who he who he is with such a bright future to raise your son in in, in that area. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, um, and I and I hate that I have to control him a little bit more because of you know I want him to be a teenager and I want him to do the fun stuff and you know it's just not like how I grew up. So it's not the whole stay outside all day and. Just walk him down the street doing nothing. You know, he's driving now and we got to be careful. He's carjackings. And, you know, he lost his best friend last year to gun violence, which was his my friend's only son who had, he'd been playing football with since he was five. And he lost a player on his team. And he lost, I mean, Kiana has gone through a few tragic events within this past year. And my whole thing is just getting him to be stay alive to for him to be able to see college and I worry every single he can tell you every single day I'm like where are you at what are you doing time to come home you know and he and he makes really good decisions but it's not about his decision making cuz a lot of people make bad decisions and bad choices and he could just literally be in the wrong place at the wrong time and I can only control it but so much and I just pray every day that he, he makes it through. He he sees it through and, and gets to college and gets to the next level without any hurt, harm or danger coming his way. But I am terrified every single day. You know, Debbie, Debbie, that's what we talk about. Like, that's the normal for so many kids there. And that's not normal. No, their normal is not normal. And a lot of people don't realize that. And we've talked about it before on this podcast. So, you know, it's it hurts hearing you say that. But we have to, I mean, it's got to stop. At some point, it can't be talk anymore. We got to figure out how to make this a better situation because there are a lot of brilliant young men and women who, if they didn't have 
those type of things to worry about. What could they be? Because they're already going on and doing special things. So, and then some who unfortunately get caught up and just don't get that opportunity. So stay safe and, and mom, stay on. And I am. Be honest. I said, work hard and do right. Right. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to, you got a bright future. So. Well, I was going to say you alluded and you touched on so many great points. And I know we could speak on this subject for a long time, but I can resonate on one of the things you talked about, which is being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Because it's not always about you. It's other people you have to be cognizant and aware of. Um, I'm from the inner city of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, born and raised. And it's not to the degree that Philadelphia is at right now. But, you know, we have our fair share of violence and, and killings and stuff going on here. But a story I'm working on right now, you know, this Sunday coming up, one of my high school basketball teammates passed away due to gun violence down in North Carolina. He went to High Point University and it had nothing to do with him. A fight broke out. He was just in the area trying to be a peacemaker. And, you know, a bullet that wasn't meant for him hit him. So. Definitely continue to be on the path that you're on, Keon, and continue to excel and stay away from things because, you know, you're not missing anything in life coming from somebody. I just turned 25 myself. You know, I'm still young, too. So you're not missing anything. There's a time for everything and just continue to excel onward and upward. Thank you. Thank you for that advice. For sure. I, I really got like two more for you. You know, first of all, before I get Keon, back to your mom coaching you, man. Has there ever been a time you're like, mom, you got to chill out? You know, like anything stick out in your mind, you're like, listen, you just got, you got to take it easy here. Not yet. Not, not yet. I don't think that time is going to come. I'm a hard worker. So whatever she says goes. So I'm going to just, no matter if she tell me to run 10 hills, 20 hills, I'm going to just run the 10, 20 hills. How about the other guys on that defensive line though? They're like, man, tell, tell your mom. It'll be, it'll be little whispers. It'll be little whispers, but I'm the captain. So if they see me do it, they'll, they'll just, all right, come on. We're just going to do it. Knock this out real quick. Absolutely. And we still have a full season, a full 12, 15 game season to go on. So this is just the off season. This is to prepare for this season. So I still have yet on the high school level, right? Have her coach me. So it's going to be a crazy ride this year. The other question I was going to ask is, this has worked itself out, again, going back to what we kind of talked about when this started. I think this is the only situation. There may be a mom coaching on a team or a son play somewhere else. I don't think there's a mom defensive line coach coaching her college defensive end son anywhere in this country. I'm gonna willing, I'm willing to bet any amount of money this is the only situation. I am too. I said that. I feel like yeah. we're going to go viral just because I've never nobody has ever seen this before. And it's worked out this way. How do you guys feel about, like, mom? This is his senior season. He's got a bright future. And Keon, this is your senior season. You guys are going to be together for this ride, doing something that probably nobody else in the country is doing. How much have you thought about that? And how much are you guys looking forward to this fall? Um, I'm looking forward. I can't wait for the first game, second game, third game. I'm just excited because Keon is so mentally prepared, like outside of physicality and, and how great of a technician he is on the field. He's so mentally prepared for this season, and I'm scared to see what he's going to do to Suburban One um, this year. And I'm, I, it's just like letting a cage dog free, like just, just, just go wild and and do what you're supposed to do. And I'm, I'm excited to see that because I know he's going to go crazy on that field. We talk about it every day. We talk about football every day. So, and and. I'm just as excited for his season as it is like if it was my season because I, I start getting exciting, excited when, you know, when it's close to my season. But I'm like, 
yo, what's up? What we doing? Like, you know, like, and this, and this is our relationship. Like, this is my, this is my, this is my homie. This is my friend. This, I mean, I'm, a, I'm his mom, but like, we really talk like we friends and we really, I, I like that relationship that we've built because he could tell me anything. I could tell him anything. He trusts me. I trust him. And I don't judge him. He's a teenage boy. And I let him be a teenage boy. But he know that this season is very important. And he know this off season is very important. And he's been putting in the work nonstop since he started playing football. Nonstop. Even when he wanted to quit, I wouldn't let him. And and it's all going to pay off. Keon's actually been an underdog for a lot of, even now. I feel like he's still an underdog. I feel like he's he ain't getting the recognition that he, I haven't seen a better DN tape yet. Show me one. I haven't seen it. And I've researched all these kids just like y'all researching. He comes off that end quick. I haven't seen it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm looking for it. I want to find it. Like, I show me. If you got it, send it to me. Haven't seen one yet. I feel like he still doesn't get the recognition he deserves. And it messes with him sometimes, but it just make him go harder. You know what I'm saying? He, he don't got enough stars yet. But he gonna get him, and it's just making him go harder. You know what I mean? And I just, I just really am excited for what he's gonna do this season. Like, it's gonna blow everybody's mind. As long as he stay healthy, it's gonna blow everybody's mind. Yeah, but you got anything, my man? Well, I was gonna say we definitely appreciate you um, paving the way and being a pioneer. You know, in June we celebrated the 50th uh, anniversary of Title IX and women's rights. And you know, co-ed um, sports and things of that sort, but continue to pave the way for women to continue to look up to like Keon keeps alluding to. I haven't seen a, a situation or, you know, uh, something, something like this anywhere throughout the U.S. So it's definitely a unique situation and best of luck to the both of you this upcoming season. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, listen, follow, follow, follow you on Twitter. What's your Twitter like? What's your Twitter handle? Tell him. My Twitter handle is Keon Wright five. All lowercase. See, look, man, you got to pick up as many followers as you can because, you know, you get in the next level. NIL, NIL deals are getting crazy, man, so you never know. I'm already, I'm already knowing. Yep, Twitter handle, Keon Wright 5 um, Instagram is Keon5X, K-I-O-N-5X. Hey, listen, guys, appreciate you Thank guys you coming so on much. here, giving us 30, 35 minutes when I told him 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, great story. Thank you. Stay safe. Keep it up. Um, you know, Hopefully I can get healthy enough to see you guys yeah, in Hershey. Yes. You never know, right? Yeah. Not Hershey. And it was Cumberland, Cumberland Valley. Valley. Oh, yeah, Cumberland Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're having our media day there, so. Thank you. Okay. All right, take care. Thank you. Thank you. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more.